Welcome to Ascent, a podcast from Impact Youth Ministry in Tacoma, Washington. Each week, we discuss issues relevant to students as they strive to follow Jesus here and now, offering a biblical perspective based on our experience leading teens each week. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? We are so excited that you are joining us right now. Um, Welcome to the chaos that I'm sure is going to be this conversation, but we're so excited because today we're talking about um, another lightning round topic, but it's going to be a doozy. We're excited for it. But first, I'm going to introduce you guys to the people that I am chatting with today. Um, I'm Michaela, and I am here with the man, the myth, the legend, Pastor Potts himself. Woo, Pastor Potts. I thought you were going to say Manders is here. <laughs> next time, next time. Um, and I am also joined our co-host number three is Miss Kayla Mingo. What up, what up? And today we are talking about red flags in a relationship. Um, so but before we dive into that, Chris, can you just kind of outline for us a little bit and get us all on the same page about the purpose of dating? Why are we even talking about this? Um, what are we hoping for to come out of this conversation? Well, I know I'm going to come across as a real downer. You know, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding of what dating is in our society, in our culture today, Um, because certainly from a biblical perspective, um, it's not all about fun. Yes, we all want to meet somebody that we can enjoy and, you know, have a lot of good times with. I mean, we are looking for that undoubtedly. But the point of dating is really to find somebody who you can spend the rest of your life pursuing Jesus with. I would say that um, just as important though, is that the purpose of dating is not to practice marriage or other things that the Bible might reserve for marriage, because one of the points of marriage is for two people to become one. And that actually, if you're practicing that before you are married, you are lessening your ability to connect once you are married. Are you talking like mainly physical or is there other aspects to that as well? No, it. I mean, physical is a real part of that for sure, but it is way deeper than that. You know, when you are dating somebody and when you eventually get married, you still as a person continue to grow and develop and learn. And the more that you grow and develop and learn with somebody and then break up with them and and start doing that with somebody else, you've already given this whole part of your life, these years that you've invested away to somebody else. And I don't think you're able to connect with that person in the same way that you would Mm. otherwise. I've heard it said that when you um, are serial dating or, you know, dating and breaking up and dating and breaking up, or, um, even just when, you know, you cross that physical boundary and you're sleeping with many people before marriage, you're training yourself to like variety, mm. um, which has stuck with me. Cause I think that's, that's so good. And it's hard to, it's impossible. Actually, I'm just going to say bold statement. It's impossible to just untrain your mind to that addiction to variety as soon as you say your marriage vows you can learn absolutely there's always grace and you know for your past but it doesn't just happen when you say i do 
So that being said, um, there are still times when it is good to break up or take a break or check your heart or participate in counseling or invite people into the relationship. And those are when you see red flags. And so our lightning round today, we're just going to blitz through some red flags um, that when you see these in a relationship, you need to seriously pump the brakes. Skedaddle. Well, I, would, I would say even if it's in... You see these in somebody that you're considering dating even. Yeah. It's a good idea to just turn around and walk the other way. Or even one step further, if you see these in yourself, maybe Ooh. you shouldn't be pursuing a relationship Ouch. right now. Check yourself. Ouch. Ouch. Says Ouch. the single girl. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kayla, take us away. Boom. Lightning round. Okay, first thing I have on the list, pride and arrogance. So this is the act of exalting yourself above God. The Bible promises us that the arrogant will not go unpunished. And the book of Proverbs, you're going to hear us talk about Proverbs a lot this round. That's that's the book where you want to where you want to find your things where you know you want to find these characteristics um but in the book of proverbs we find um many warnings against the sin of pride uh because it comes before destruction it comes before the fall and nobody really likes to be around somebody that thinks that they know absolutely everything that they are always right that they're there is no wrong in them and that they think that they are above reproach or anything of the sort like i said Pride and arrogance is basically putting yourself above God and his commandments and in the way that he sees life, God's perspective on our own life. I think we're going to find out how much overlap we have between the two lists in the sense yeah. that we are looking at the opposites a lot. And um, It's true. If you haven't listened to our first lightning round dreamboat edition, you should check it out because... It's the opposite picture. I also think it's cool that we start with pride because pride is the root sin of so many other issues. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh pretty much it's kind of the blanket of everything else we're going to cover. All right. Next on the list is impatience. And again, I would go back to Proverbs 21.5, which says the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. I think somebody who is impatient is also really hard to be around because they get set off so easily and nobody needs all the extra tension or drama in their life let alone in a relationship so impatience red flag yeah i think you know if you start walking on eggshells around somebody mm. it could be a good indicator that that red flag exists mm -hmm. i also just think Impatient people tend to be very reactive and impulsive. And a lot of the time, you know, when you're interacting with a with an impatient person, impatient people tend to say things or do things that later on they will regret. But it's not like they can take it back mm -hmm. either. You know, what's said and done has been said and done. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube after it's been squeezed out. Yep. It's out there. And I think we like to make excuses like, oh, I didn't really mean it. But I mean, you said it. If you say it, I so think you meant you it. You meant it on some level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Red flag number three is that of someone who is a bench warmer. And I mean specifically for the kingdom of God, because we're told you know, in Matthew to seek first his kingdom. And we're told in Hebrews to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. 
And so you do not want to link yourself with someone who is taking a backseat or a passive stance on building the kingdom. Um, so this looks like someone who is maybe really dismissive of service opportunities or someone who shows up to church just to be poured into um, without thinking of how they can serve other people. Um, or even same thing goes with people just in their life, in their day-to-day life, in their community. So bench warmer specifically around the kingdom, but then also just in the rest of their life kind of actually ties right back to someone who's really reactive, but more in a passivity sense. Like, do they just Mm. react to things and life as it comes at them? Or do they show initiative? Do they show a willingness to seek things out um, and be on the front lines of whatever thing they're pursuing? And in a relationship, this is really important because, again, life continues to change. Circumstances um, necessitate change and they necessitate action. And so you don't want to tie yourself to someone who doesn't share the same heart and run with the same speed as you do because you should both be running hard with everything you have. We're told that, you know, with everything we do, we should be honoring the Lord and glorifying Mm -hmm. him. And I think that implies an excellence in how we run and in how we serve because otherwise it's it'll be so easy for your heart to slip into bitterness and for you to play the blame game um, that they're not holding up their end of the bargain or that you're being tied down in a negative way to them so if you are in a relationship with someone who is a bench warmer or you're a bench warmer yourself that's a red flag i think that ties in so much with uh somebody who is like-minded or yeah. or mm-hmm. not like-minded in this particular case just because it will drag you down if you are pursuing the Lord with your whole heart. The next characteristic I want to talk about is cheating. And maybe you're thinking, well, that's not really a characteristic, but in a sense it is. It's very tied to lying. So let I'll just put that out there. But cheating, in essence, it's, uh, it, it's basically lying. It's a form of dishonesty. And I also just want to remind everybody that cheating isn't necessarily just kissing. It's not just physical touch. It's not uh, just flirting. Um, If you're having to like backtrack and delete text messages, delete DMs, delete tweets, whatever it is you're deleting, deleting ticks, deleting talks, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) If you're having to go back and delete things or try to hide things from your significant other, that's a red flag. Mm Another friendly reminder, cheating is not a mistake. It's not an accident. It's not like, whoops, I fell into cheating. No, homie. Like, that started in your mind. started in your heart. It starts in the little things. The Bible tells us that if in your mind you've already lusted after a woman, if you've already lusted after a man, you've already committed adultery, you've already sinned, pornography, consider cheating as well. So just a reminder. Cheating isn't necessarily just the physical. It has a lot to do with what's in your mind and what's in your heart. And that's another thing that you're training yourself to do um, and a habit you're forming that doesn't just stop when you say I do. So if you are already towing that line or crossing that line in a dating relationship, your marriage is kind of set up to fail from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. You need to be on the lookout for somebody who is disrespectful. And I think one of the most easy ways for a student who's a teenager to be disrespectful or to display disrespectful behaviors towards their parents. And if uh, they are willing to disrespect somebody who loves them so much and only wants what's best for them, I think it's a very clear indication of how they will treat other people in their lives. 
you don't want somebody who's going to be fake and say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And, or yes, sir, no, sir. You know, but how do they, how do they treat their parents in a real genuine way? I think of that too, regarding like rules. And I'm saying that as a person who I, I hear a rule and like everything in me just feels like I have to break it <laughs> and, like, I have, or get as close to it as possible. How can I follow it as little <laughs> as possible? Exactly. Like how can I stay just on this side of getting in trouble? But that kind of disregard and disrespect for rules and authority, um, I'm not saying your relationship should be full of rules, but it's just another evidence that there's something that needs to be checked in your heart if you don't carry that kind of or place and bestow that kind of honor upon things that deserve it such as rules or just such as the value of your spouse or your significant other. I think I'm next. Okay. The next red flag, um, is that of laziness. And this is, I think a really big one in our culture. Um, I think in our generation, even to get more specific, and I want to say it is different than just being efficient with your time. Um, it's different than just working smarter. Um, if you're cutting corners, that's bad. Like you should just look at the sluggard in Proverbs. Like if you have never done that as a, as a study, um, Kayla said at the beginning, we're in Proverbs a lot when we're looking at these characteristics. So go check out the sluggard. Um, but the reason why laziness is such an issue is because it bleeds into every area of your life. So when you start letting yourself not care, and not value putting in hard work and earning something and realizing that things of value often take a lot of effort. It starts to reflect in your um, your job. It starts to reflect in your relationship. It reflects in your friendships. And they can kind of all start crumbling at, at the same time. And it's just, it's also just a really bad look. Like it's a bad reputation to have to be the lazy one, the one that can never be counted on or is always going to try to get out of something, you know. Or you can be counted on to get out of to stuff. Be, yeah, to be the one who's <laughs> like, I've got to, you know. And, and honestly, the integrity of your work suffers as well. And the, you know, the, the quality of whatever it is that you should be building suffers. So that's a red flag. If you spend more effort getting out of work than it would have taken to do the work, mm -hmm. you're not a hard worker. You're lazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's true. Uh, closely related to that, I want to talk a little bit about self-entitlement. That is a red flag. It's mm -hmm. a big I one. I mean, yeah. Things are not just given to you a lot of the time. Life does not owe us anything. Everything that we have is by grace. It's a gift from the Lord. Some of us tend to have to work a little bit harder than others, but still disregarding how you were born, where you were born, what kind of family you were born into, we should all be hard workers and earn what we have. We are, like I said, undeserving of everything, and it is by grace that we've been saved, and everything comes from above. So everything that we have, everything we own, all of our gifts, all of our talents, every single little thing comes from God, and that's a good reminder to have always. Another thing kind of closely related to being disrespectful is the self-entitled attitude of, I deserve this when it comes to our relationships. If you're dating somebody, you do not belong to the other person. You're not married. They don't have any ownership over you. So if this person is telling you like, hey, you know what? I want to take things to the next level. You owe this to me. Like if you really loved me, you would do this for me. We're in a relationship. I'm your boyfriend. I'm your girlfriend. Whatever is the case, you don't owe each other anything. You're not each other's yet. So don't feel like you are entitled to something that does not belong to you. 
Jesus tells a story in Matthew chapter 25 about a master who goes on a trip and he leaves some money with one servant. He leaves twice as much money with another servant and he leaves five times the original amount with a third servant. When the master comes back, two of the servants have invested the money and made more money for the master. And the original servant took his amount of money and buried it. And Jesus was mad at him. And it's a story about sharing the good news of the kingdom of God. But I think there's also this underlying principle that that original servant was irresponsible with the money that was given to him. And so I think one of the red flags that we should be aware of is irresponsibility. Proverbs 11.29 says, A fool will be servant to the wise. And so to me, it just speaks about how being tied to somebody who is irresponsible will drag you down Mm. and make your life so much harder than it needs to be. And it will distract you from the things that are really important because the more of your time and energy that you have to focus on being responsible, not just for yourself, but for the other person or trying to get this other person to be responsible actually distracts and takes from your ability to serve God in opportunities that he'll put in front of you. The next thing that I want to talk about is is the red flag of promiscuity um, or the red flag of having really loose sexual boundaries. And the reason why anything relating to your sexuality and your um, that intimacy outside of marriage is wrong is because sex was given to us as a gift from God that was meant and intended to be enjoyed within the marriage covenant. And so anytime we mess with that design, we're cheapening the gift and we're building bad habits and we're not honoring the Lord in the way that we use our bodies. And we are told that our bodies are temples, um, his temple, actually, not just any random house, but his house. And so we want to be stewards of his dwelling place in a way that honors him. And again, sex was given as a gift meant to be enjoyed with between a husband and a wife within the marriage covenant. And so when you're in a relationship, you want to first establish those boundaries before you've crossed them. So as awkward as it might be, it's probably one of the earlier conversations that you need to have because you need to be on the same page. And I'm not talking graphic. I'm not talking laying out your past. I'm not talking about anything that crosses other kinds of lines, but you need to make sure that when you enter in a relationship that you can trust that they're pursuing purity as fiercely as you are. I would say if it's even if it's awkward, it's probably even more, more, more important, like super important. to have it. Mm-hmm. The good things in life often are awkward, right? <laughs> the good conversations and, or good results often come from awkward conversations. So yeah, the truth. it's, you know, I, th- I just think that we see a lot of fear and kind of the manipulation and the entitlement, like Kayla was saying earlier, creep into this area of relationships regarding Um, our sex lives. And it's just something that um, we really should be fierce protectors of. And so just make sure you're on the same page. And by same page, I mean the Bible, pages of the Bible, not just your pages. (laughs) You shouldn't just agree, but you should be aligning your heart with what Jesus has set before us as the standard. Mm -hmm. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. James 1.19. What's the red flag? hot-headedness this one i i feel like is a little hard for me because i tend to be such a hothead like i am very reactionary like i'm very reactive and so i i kind of this one touches close to home but 
there's nothing more appealing than somebody that just reacts so like badly to certain situations or you know again very similar to impatience like they go hand in hand um somebody who is hot-headed tends to lash out and say things and do things that later on they're going to regret and this can cause like so many hurts and so much damage that could be unnecessary if we were willing to submit our tempers to the Lord and submit our emotions to the Lord instead of guiding ourselves by how we feel, guiding ourselves by what God says. The Bible also says in Proverbs that a man of quick temper acts foolishly. And yes, let me tell you, my experience is true. <laughs> um, so a wise man has control over their temper. It's part of, of the fruit of the spirit, self-control, letting your emotions be guided by the Lord and not necessarily by circumstances or situations or people, but rather by what Jesus wants, the way that Jesus wants us to act. And why is this one so countercultural, man? Like, again, why are we always attracted to like the bad boy? Like the one who's just causing trouble everywhere he goes. And like our, our media and our entertainment really romanticizes that character. Mm -hmm of someone who's just like so fiery and passionate that they can't be contained and so they do stuff they regret but don't worry he's nice to me you know and like we're so i think it's just our sinful nature that's so drawn to that because there's a little part of most of us that can just really like identify and resonate with mm -hmm. that um, yeah. and i think maybe we are kind of drawn as women to the bad boy because of that whole thing of like well he treats everybody else badly but i'm special I'm different. He treats me differently. So it, I think it has more to do with us than the actual person. Yeah, that's probably and our so own true. sin of, you know, mm. pride and 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 just wanting to base our identity off somebody else rather than Christ and what he says about us, you know? This one is really tough because we all have a certain amount of this in us, and that is insecurity. However, as normal as that might be for, for most of us, you can, you know, there are people who take it a little too far and, and it usually stems out of their sense of jealousy or envy really for the person that they are in a relationship with. And it might manifest itself instead of being somebody who lashes out in hot headedness or whatever, but just as more of a underlying current of tension that can then just kind of blossom into distrust is what I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I also think a lot of the time in relationships, insecurities tend to make us a little controlling and possessive over something that really doesn't need to be like that, you know? When there is insecurity in a relationship, there also tends to be a sense of controlling a controlling nature. And again, that's a self-entitled attitude because I'm sorry, but that person does not belong to you. Last time I checked, that person belonged to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> not you. Yeah, I think, I mean, kind of along the same lines, but slightly different is that insecurity often manifests as really manipulative behavior oh yeah mm. and just again similar to control but just trying to kind of wrangle things always to be in your favor or draw attention because you feel you know because your insecurity is attacking you <laughs> you know and so that manipulation can get extended but it, it typically doesn't just cover and stop at your significant other like it starts to influence your friends and your family members and Absolutely. everything so again just a reminder like it's so important to know who you are in christ to not allow those insecurities to bleed through, you know, into your relationships, friendships. 
whatever it is, you know, like get open up your Bible, know who you are in Jesus. You know where you can start? Ephesians. Mm -hmm. That's a good place to go. If you want to know who you are in Christ and and have that confidence to live for Jesus and, and not let those insecurities rule your life and also sabotage your relationships and friendships. And I would also say with insecurity, because I mean, Chris, you said it, like we all have insecurities. This isn't something that in the same way that we all have pride, you know, yes. we're never, those are two things that are just never going to be quietly like eradicated from our lives. Um, so what's the point, like, what's the line, I guess, of insecurities becoming be, or being just normal to being like, Ooh, this is a red flag. And I would just encourage you guys to invite accountability into your life to help kind of maybe identify if you've crossed the line, when you cross the line. So whether that's in the form of just a friend you trust or um, a mentor or a parent or a sibling or someone who will actually be honest with you and kind of call you out with grace and with love, but just speak the truth and tell you when you've let your insecurities become your idol. Mm. It's probably really tough for that to be the person that you're involved with, though, because yeah, I wouldn't recommend if that. you're insecure, <laughs> you are manipulating and they might not even know it. So, well, and they tend to be pretty biased towards you, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not. I mean, OK, maybe I shouldn't say that because I guess your spouse is like your greatest sanctifier. Um, you know, so it's not, they're not always blinded by how much they love you to your faults. Maybe when you're dating and in the love bubble, it's not the wisest yeah. choice. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Okay, well, to kind of land the plane here and close out our lightning round, the last characteristic that I have is the red flag of um, lying and someone who is a liar. And man, I could get on a soap box with this one. Like this one just drives me crazy. Um, and I don't know if it's because I'm a little liar on the inside or what, but um, there's some there's something about lying that just undermines any integrity that you thought you had, you know, and just really roots out any like any foundation of trust that you had been building, just gets rid of it. And again, Proverbs coming in clutch, Proverbs 26 verses 18 through 19 tells us that even joking and saying or like lying and telling falsehoods and saying, oh, it was just a joke. It was just kidding. Like that's still wrong. That's like throwing fire into a situation. And James chapter one tells us that lying destroys your testimony. And back to Proverbs chapter 26, verse 28 says that when you lie, it's an evidence that you actually hate the person you're lying about. Like that is an action. And so if you are lying to or about your significant other, that's a big red flag. And if you're lying to cover up that you're with them, that's also a red flag in a different way. We should all be striving to live with integrity and live fully transparent lives and in honesty. And this doesn't mean that, again, on the first date, you tell him or her everything you've ever done. I'm not talking about that kind of there's a, there's a time and a place to share information about yourself or your mm -hmm. story. Um, so I don't mean that. I don't mean that you have to just gush everything at the beginning. But if you are in a relationship and you guys have taken steps towards a serious relationship, meaning marriage, if you have a habit of not telling the truth to that person, that really is a big red flag, a check your heart um, moment. I would say this reminds me a lot of what Kayla was saying earlier about, I think it was integrity and just how much this is involved in covering stuff up or was it was it something you were saying about lying is about covering things up and hiding things that you know are wrong you know as i was uh thinking about this today and just thinking about like using this as a checklist for yourself to see if you are the kind of person that um that somebody else would be interested in pursuing based off of some of these 
types of things. I yeah. was thinking to myself, that's totally missing the point because this, if you're going to use it as a checklist for yourself, should be a checklist to see how you are doing in your relationship with the mm -hmm. Lord and how mm -hmm. you are pursuing um, righteousness and what pleases him. Absolutely. I thoroughly enjoy doing this. It's what you said, you know, like you really need to take this list, examine your own heart, not as a why am I single or is this why I'm single or whatever, but rather how is my relationship with Christ? Mm -hmm. Am I a hothead? Am I impatient? Am I a liar? Am I a cheater? All these different things. Really examine your heart and do some cleaning up there. Let Jesus come in and clean that up. <laughs> Again, it's a matter of like submitting yourself to the Lord, not letting yourself be guided by emotions or feelings or situations and circumstances, but rather by what the Bible says. Well, that's all we have for you guys today. That was not a lightning round. That was like <laughs> that was snail like a... <laughs> round, the sloth, <laughs> lightning sloth version. I'm we'll sorry. Get we'll yeah, get better. We're, we had a lot to say. You can you can listen to it again. It's, just it's a huge topic. <laughs> it is a big it topic. Is, it I'm is. sure there'll be more of this coming up once we get more questions written in. This list is by no means exhaustive, that's for sure. Oh, right. This is not even all the flaws I have. <laughs> and with that, we out. Thank you for tuning into Ascent. For more information on Impact Youth Ministry, visit www.impactyouthministry.org. We'll see you next week.